everybody, Jeff Antoniak here. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. Today, I wanna to talk about two important, really, really fantastic practice concepts that get really overlooked. Uh, I know I overlooked them for a whole lot of years. Cadenzas and looping. Two very simple concepts. You probably know what the words mean. I first ran across this idea of practicing everything as a cadenza from Joe Lovano when I was at North Texas. Joe Lovano came, gave a workshop, and he talked about this. And I got very inspired. I went to the practice room, and I tried it, and it was hard. So I stopped. That was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. So I am here to make you guys better than I was before. Now, this came back to me because I'm getting ready. Actually, this week, in a couple days, I'm heading to Minneapolis. Uh, a friend of mine there called me to come to his college and to do some concerts and working with some high school bands, adjudicating some bands and working with his college band and all this kind of stuff. Fantastic. So, of course, I get this email box full of music I need to learn and songs that I haven't played in a long, long time. So I've been working on these tunes. And this is the practice approach that I've been using for the last week or so, getting ready to learn these tunes. And now, by the way, if you're a student at one of these colleges, and I know many, many college students are watching these videos, talk to uh, the band director, talk to the head of jazz studies department, and uh, suggest to give me a call, because I would love to come to your school and work with you. So uh, that's the ad, but I would love to be there. By the way, um, I know there's a bunch of people at Berkeley checking out these videos. Jackson, I'm talking to you. And I'd like, and so many others, Nate and Ezra and Joe and Aiden, and there's young students all over the world checking these videos out, which is so cool. But uh, these are meant for the adult amateurs and semi-pros. Those are the people I talk to. Those are the people I work with. But I love the college connection too. So I tell you what, let's get into this idea of practicing with cadenzas. Now, I know we all can picture, you know, Dexter Gordon or somebody like that playing the big cadenza at the end of a ballad. So this is different. This is playing some standard tune, some swing song. Take the A train. It doesn't, no matter, doesn't matter what it is, but the idea of playing a cadenza on every chord of the song. So this could be a medium swing song, but that's not how we're going to play it. So the sheet that you see in front of you is a song written by the great Joey Calderazzo, fantastic piano player, with Michael Brecker. And this was a cool song that they recorded together called Midnight Voyage. This is a song I'm practicing. I'm going to be playing it at this college concert in uh, just a couple days. What you see here are the chords to the A section of this tune. And now this is a medium swing tune. It's never out of time. There's never a cadenza. It's never rubato. Doesn't matter. That's how we're going to play it. So, the very first thing, I want you to play a cadenza on C minor. I want you to play something that sounds C minor-like. Don't worry about going off and doing all sorts of fancy things and out of the key. Can you play me something that sounds like C minor? So maybe you start off by playing some melodies you know in C minor and embellishing them. Now this is where I kind of went haywire. I just started playing some licks and I, I didn't have a good sense of what to do way back in, the, in you know, my college days when I was suggested to do this kind of work. So what I suggest now is play some melodies you know in C minor. <laughs> ¶¶ 
play anything you can come up with. If you've watched any of these videos, you know I'm a big fan of chord tones. So play things that have to do with chord tones. It's just about can you make a decent, coherent, melodic statement on C minor. Good, let's pretend that was that. Go on to the next chord, G7 flat 9. Some of what I played didn't have flat nines. It had natural nines. Whatever. I don't care. Start off somewhere in the zone. And then you can fine-tune as you get there. Next chord, C minor. idea. Let me do one chord for you. One more. Uh, A7. And go like that through every chord of the tune. Everything's a cadenza. So I didn't even go through the first example, but let me do this. I'm going to play the first four chords, just for time's sake, the first four chords. A C cadenza, a G cadenza, a C cadenza, an A cadenza. Those are the keys of the song. Or rather, not the keys, but the chord changes of the song. <laughs> Okay, so keeping it kind of simple and keeping it very obvious, just so hopefully we can hear when I move from chord to chord. This is so good. It's giving you time on each chord to really think what's going on. And here's the thing. You have to stay on each chord for a while. You can't just sort of BS like you know that chord. You can't just play C minor pentatonic, which sounds fantastic, by the way, over all these four chords. That doesn't work because what you play on the first two cadenzas will sound the same. They can't, right? So this forces you to get inside those chords. Do you really know the sound of a G7 versus a C minor 7? Sure, we know they're different. We know the notes are different. But can you do that for me with your instrument? Pretty cool. So give this a try for sure. So this is the idea of playing cadenzas on every chord of a tune. So that first, to work on this first eight measures, I would easily practice for 45 minutes. 
on those first eight measures. And it may take me 15 or 20 minutes to get through them once. And then I might do them sort of moving a little bit more quickly, but still always, always at a time. So that is the idea of messing around with cadenzas. And before we get on to looping, I want to answer a question. I get all sorts of questions all week long from you great folks who are watching these videos. And one of the questions that I've gotten is, um, can, well, I get it all the time, can I buy your PDFs? And my answer is, no, you can't buy them. They are free. The PDFs for Digging Deeper Jazz is always free. People have said, can you kind of put them together in a book? I'd happily pay 20 bucks for a book, or I'd happily send you money for a bundle of PDFs. And my answer to that is no, let me send them to you. And uh, the question then is why? What's wrong with you? Are you allergic to money? No, not allergic to money. Um, here's what I know is that the PDF bundles and the books, I'm going to say it, they don't work. Um, I've got a bookshelf right over there filled with books that I bought over the years that didn't make me a noticeably better player. Most of those books, I didn't get past page seven on them. There's nothing wrong with the books. Now, here's the thing. I have friends out there, fantastic educators and players who sell books and PDF bundles and everything. Guys, I really, really respect and taking nothing away from them. I know as a teacher and a student, I've been a student for 45 years and I've been a teacher for 35 years. I know that stuff doesn't really work. It doesn't really work. Yes, you'll get a PDF and you'll play a lick and it'll you know, it, it can excite you and get you engaged for a while. Are you a better player in two weeks, in two months? Rarely. Here's what I know works, is when you have support and when you have community. So that's what this digging deeper stuff is about. Support and community. That's what a private lesson is, right? You have this ongoing support, but it's not ongoing. It's an hour a week if you're lucky. For a lot of us, an hour or two a month when we take sporadic lessons. So it's personalized, but it's not even ongoing, right? So that's why I started jazzwire.net. I wanted to offer you guys something that is real and that works. Of course, I could write a book. I've got hundreds of PDFs already. I could put it together in an afternoon. I'm not going to do that. So at Jazzwire, everybody gets personalized content and and connection and everything like that. But the most important thing, people are interacting numerous times a day. That's the support. That's what's going on. So when I give everybody an assignment on Jazzwire, here's your assignment for the week, here's the song, here are the licks, here's the devices, we're going to talk about cadenzas and everything. Now we do it together. People will record themselves and get all these people coming back to them, friends, peers, all of us, right, supporting each other. That's what works. That's what worked for me in college. All those books I bought on jazz, I don't remember one of them. I remember hanging out with my friends and talking and playing for each other and getting my butt kicked and offering a friend advice. That's what works and that's what I do. So if you're interested, jazzwire.net is the place for you to make serious traction. And uh, apologies to the people selling PDFs. Good, fantastic. Like, Honestly, I just know that that didn't work for me and it doesn't work for my students. But please take advantage of that if it's interesting and if that's the kind of thing you dig. Okay, let's move on from there. Um, so now, this idea of looping. I had to get on my soapbox a little bit because I get that question so, so much. All right, so this idea of looping. So this is essentially now taking these cadenzas that you've been doing 
and putting them in time. Here's a secret about the cadenzas that I didn't tell you before. I hinted at it. You have to do it. (laughs) It sounds so simple that you could blow it off like I did. I'm just saying, sit down and try this for 10 minutes. And if you don't learn more in 10 minutes than you did last month, I'll I'll give you your money back. (laughs) Um, It's so powerful. Okay, so now this idea of looping. So this is something that's that people really think about and know about these days because our technology, band in a box or anything computer-based, you can highlight two measures and just repeat them over and over again. That didn't exist in pretty well all of human history until recent handful of years ago. Uh, so definitely when I was in school, this idea of looping something, we could just do it acoustically. I could you know play back and forth. Um, a couple changes, but to have a company with it is a big deal. So yes, your software has this looping function. Use it all the time. So now the idea of, let's say the first two chords of Midnight Voyage, this idea of moving from the C minor to the G7 flat nine, a one chord, minor one chord, to the five chord is how I'm thinking about that. Now, how can we put this in time? Can you make your melodies a little longer now? Can you make them connect? And so I'll put on those first two measures, and I did, this is what I was doing last night as I was practicing, those first two measures over and over for 25 or 30 minutes. I just got lost in the zillion possibilities. And then I, I, something would occur to me and I'd try to play and it's like, oh man, I don't have the technique for this. So I'd stop it, I'd practice, 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 kind of get to the place where my ears and my fingers caught up with each other. All right, let me try this again. So let me play some examples for you. And so maybe I'll start quoting songs that I know to begin with. That's something that I sort of like to do. I don't want to do it too much. But what I like about quotes is that is what Duke Ellington thought about when he saw a G7 flat nine, or that's what Coltrane thought about with a C minor. So I like appropriating that. I like stealing it. I like borrowing it. So I can start there, and then maybe I can hear a different ending to it. Or maybe I can hear a new beginning, but I'll end it the way Duke Ellington You get the idea. So on and on. So start with that and go over and over. Oh, yeah, Jeff said something about chord tones. Great. Do it with chord tones 20 times through. Oh, Jeff talked about lower neighbor tones. Maybe let me do it with lower neighbor tones. I'll do that for you. So I'm going to use chord tones, one, three, five, seven, on each of these chords and just use lower neighbors. I could probably do this for 10 minutes.
so to spend so much time on this is really, really good. We started with the cadenzas to really get the sense of creating a melody, right? Then now we put it in time, but we give ourselves this trial and error time to go back and forth, back and forth, and really try things. The way most of us practice is we're just going beginning to end, beginning to end. And the second we, we get some traction with something, we're on to the next thing. And that's where jazz gets frustrating and where many of us aren't progressing as fast as we should, right? That stack of PDFs, you're inclined to want to go to the second page or the 14th page or the 128th page. That's not where it's happening for most of us, right? A dictionary does not help you speak better, right? That, that collection of information. There's nothing wrong with a dictionary. I have bought dictionaries. You understand, right? When you sit down with people and talk, that's how you learn how to talk. You want to learn how to speak French? Move to Montreal. Move to Paris. You'll learn how to speak French pretty quickly. Don't need a book for that, right? This is going to be a game changer, I promise. Here's the thing, you need to try it. I can't practice for you. So I hope you give this a try. I really appreciate you guys hanging out here and I wanna see you at jazzwire.net. I am convinced this is the way to do it. And I put three decades or more of understanding and learning and teaching into it. So I hope I'll see you there. We've got a lot of people having a blast and uh, love to work with you there as well. All right, cadenzas, looping, have at it. 